What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 84. 84. I'm your host, Dryly, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt of um, a lot of stuff for the win now, but Twilight mm-hmm. Nine now. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a fantastic week, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. I had a great week, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, all right. But it's um, it's major week? Fifth major week. Fifth major week? Yes. The Players. Players Championship. TPC Sawgrass. The best fields that the PGA Tour has all season long. It's my first TPC Sawgrass down here in Jacksonville. This turn has been played 15 minutes from my door. How does that feel? feels great because Friday I have sweet tickets behind the 17th green that also looked over at the 18th tee box. So that's good. (laughs) But it's supposed to be 95% chance of rain on Friday. We're getting – this week's going to be awful for weather here in Jacksonville. Awful. And it is – it's a little bit of a bummer because have we had like a crappy day of weather on the PGA Tour yet this year? It's just been sunny. The end of the Honda Classic was the first time it rained on the PGA Tour in like six months. And it's been beautiful here for like the last month, and now like four days, it's just gonna be terrible. Fifty-two, yeah. like the high of fifty-two on Sunday, is ridiculous. That's gonna be ridiculous. I love it. I think Sunday is gonna be really fun because it's gonna rain all week, and then Sunday, yeah. like it'll be cold, probably a little windy, but it's gonna be beautiful. So I think that's gonna be a very interesting final day to the tournament. If it is the final day, if it is that, that is a good, that is a very good point. If it is the final day. Uh, but before we get into the, all the fun that is the Players' Championship, and I'm sure that we'll talk about that for a long time, mm-hmm. we both had very interesting and fun weeks at the Arnold Palmer. Um, I only went on Saturday. I was in Orlando for the weekend. Uh, I went to the tournament on Saturday. Saturday, It was awesome. A uh, little bit of a bummer because I followed Rory his entire round. He didn't play great. It was windy. The course was really hard physically and it was just challenging like everything had run out it was nuts didn't even look fun to play to be completely honest over the weekend yeah and uh yeah but it was enjoyable i love that golf tournament it's fun every time i go down there i love bay hill mm-hmm. how was uh if everybody doesn't know by now andy played in the pro-am on wednesday and it looked awesome yeah, it was tremendous. And I think the night before when we did our podcast, I told you how I was all fired up and I wasn't nervous and I was going to take Bay Hill on and I had no fear. Uh, and I took that with me to the course on Wednesday. I went to the driving range beforehand, sat a few stalls down from Ian Poulter and Pat Perez and was just crushing driver, three wood, seven iron. Uh, so much so that I told everyone in my group, I'm striping it on the range. Just felt terrific. Got a little quick breakfast before we went out some eggs and some bacon all of a sudden the nerves started coming up oh yeah you know i'm, I'm striping i feel great get over to the first tee we finally meet our pro jason kokrak who we mentioned on the, we randomly mentioned last week at the end of our podcast and he became uh and we found out tuesday night that he was our guy shake his hand get our pictures taken he hits his drive a mile down the fairway we go up to our tee and some guy comes out in a suit and goes now on the tee andy nesbitt and all of a sudden i went oh Jesus. <laughs> and there's like a ton of people around the first tee scorers, people checking you in, fans sitting in the crowd. And I go, okay. And I went to put the ball, like I went to tee up my ball. And as you bend down, put the tee, and I'm like, okay, I am really goddamn nervous right now. And uh, everything went very quick on the first swing. And I topped it about 60 yards into the rough in front of the tee box and couldn't find my ball because the rough was so thick on Wednesday. You didn't find it? Couldn't find it. It happened to me three times during the round. Like one time I had one wide of a green and the guy, they had, they had volunteers out, you know, spotters. And the guy's like, I couldn't even hear. He goes, I didn't even hear land. This grass is so long. And I'm like, good God. Oh my God. That's a nightmare start. Yeah. So I got the ball, took a drop, hit it up by coke rack. And then I, uh, 193 yards out, I take out my hybrid. I'm standing next to like three feet from coke rack. And I top a ball so bad that it goes into the ground, pops up over my head, lands three feet from me. You know, one of those tops, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. bing, bing, and Cole Crap was like, wow, that was impressive. Earlier, by the way, after I hit my tee shot, he goes, I thought you said you were striping it on the range. I'm like, okay, it's going to be that kind of day. <laughs> yeah, <Cole Crap." laughs> 
And so the first hole was just a blur after that. I get to the second tee, that 193-yard part of three for us. And uh, I'm like, should I just run? Do I just run off this course? Like, what am I, I – what? Like, I'm a bad golfer. I shouldn't be here. I'm mic'd up. Gabe's filming everything. Everything's just going really fast. And I make par on the second. Which was like, one of the hardest holes on the golf course all week long. Yeah. I, I, I hit it down into the, uh, into the fringe uh, above the pin. I thought I missed hit my putt. I hit it really soft and it rolled all the way down to like two feet, tapped in for par. I'm like, well, all right, we're back. And that third hole with the water on the left, I hit a high fade into the fairway. I hit a nine iron onto the green. We're all good, folks. We are all good. Like the nerves went away. Co-crack and I were laughing about what happened to me on the first. I think at one point I look at Co-crack and I go, I play every Saturday. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> And it was it was wild, and like it was wild because the, the group behind us was John Rom, Annika Sorenstam, and the lead singer for uh, Lady A, or like the guy, the singer from some country band, who I met but the night before at this Mastercard party. And so it was wild. There's I don't know if you want me to go through some highlights here. Of course. Um, hey, so it's your, it's your time. So par four, fifth hole. I had a beautiful drive on this great line to the point where Kokrak and his. Uh, coach was walking with him for a few holes and they both walked up to me like that was a really good swing and like they meant they weren't saying it just like it was like it was a tremendous swing i was like oh thank, thanks guys thank you <laughs> thanks i was like you know so we get to that par five six hole and my fourth shot is from behind the green side bunker in the rough and i gotta land this ball on the green and i gotta roll it down to the pin i'm terrible at chipping i've told you that numerous times mm -hmm. There's like 60 people behind me watching that hole just because it's like the hole and Ram is behind us. So we always had people around us. And I'm like, Jesus, in my head, I'm like, God damn it. Don't you fucking top this into the bunker. Like, just hit a good chip. Don't blade it through into the water. And I hit this chip that goes up in the air, right over the bunker, lands on the fringe, trickles to about six feet. Place is going nuts. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great shot. And I'm like, you guys, I was like, you guys just saw the best chip of my life. This doesn't happen all the time. Congratulations for seeing that. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I go down for the putt. And I, it's an uphill putt. And I'm like, if I nail this par putt, I'm going to do what I do at home with my buddies. When I hit a birdie putt, I'm going to throw my putter on the ground. I'm going to get the fist going and get the place going. And so I hit this putt and it goes up and it's about to fall in the hole. And I just, I throw my putter down. I go, come on, let's go. And it goes in for par. <laughs> it, was, it was a par net birdie for our group because I was stroking on that hole. So I get a birdie basically for our group. We go up, we were even par through five. We go to minus one. Seventh hole is a par three. I put it to three or four feet. It's totally thin to seven iron to three or four feet. <laughs> totally thin to seven iron. <laughs> it was like a high fading thin shot and like landed three feet. And I posted a picture. I was, I was like, flying there so i put a picture on twitter i'm like almost just got a hole in one and some random guy wrote it's not even close to a hole in one i'm like all right guy, enjoy your fucking life come on twitter <laughs> so i roll in the birdie for a net eagle damn i picked up three strokes for us in two holes damn I float to the eighth tee the eighth <laughs> tee is kind of like a dog leg right and then the second oh, shot's yeah. over water i hit this high fade that disappears over the hill because it's so far down in the fairway. We, we don't see it till we walk all the way down the fairway. My ball is like sitting like right in front of the water on the fairway. I hit wedge to about 15 feet behind the pin, two putt for par, net birdie. So I go net birdie, net eagle, net birdie. We're four under as a group. <laughs> Absolute heater. Fire. I'm walking to the eighth, the ninth <laughs> tee on fire. Like Gabe is like, I've never seen anything like this, Andy. You were an unbelievable golfer. Let's just keep this going. This is so cool. I'm like, can you believe it? I had a caddy. He's like, Andy, this is unbelievable. You're playing so great. I'm like, I know, guys. This is wild. And I get to the 19, and I top it into the rough and almost lose it. Thankfully, Gabe found it and got a triple on nine. But for that three-hole stretch, six, seven, eight, net birdie, net eagle, net birdie, I've, I've never felt You did more. all your team scoring for three holes. Oh. Yeah, so, so I did, and we finished like minus nine. Kokrak got five birdies. I got the other four. So I'm like, I was out of the group of four. It was just me and Kokrak. What? So the, everybody else in your group was just along for the ride. That's BS. they were playing, but they weren't. They were they were like twenty handicaps. They were struggling, picking up balls and whatnot. Wow. But and so then a couple more funny stories. Tenth hole, we're at a greenside bunker. Me and Kokrak, and I do what anyone would do. I go closest for a buck. 
And he goes, what? I go, closest for a buck? He goes, yeah, let's do it. He goes, you want to go first or second? I go, I want to go second. I want a challenge. And so he goes, he goes first and doinks it off the stick to like three feet. And I'm like, God damn it, co-crack. And he's like, you said you wanted a challenge. And so I get in there and I hit mine to like six or five feet. And so he oh, wins. good shots though. Yeah, good shots. I think yeah. I two put it for bogey. And uh, I go to give him a dollar like as we're walking off the green. He's like, get that out of here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you've won three times in the past 12 months for like a million something each win. What's a dollar to you? And then like three holes later, he hit a from the fairway, 193, he hit an eight iron to like four feet. And um, I was 50 yards ahead of him because I hit this unbelievable tee shot also. We're teeing off like 100 yards ahead of them. And uh, I'm about to hit my shot. And he goes, double or nothing? <laughs> I step back. I go, yeah, let's fucking go. Double or nothing. <laughs> I fan an eight iron over. And while the ball's in the air, like I, right away, I'm like, oh, you jerk. Just yell like, oh, God. And I'm like, I'm not yelling jerk at you, Jason. He's like, I know. You're yelling at yourself. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he won $2 off me, but he wouldn't take it. He's too much of a gentleman to take it. And then on 16, I had two ball. I had a ball like in front of the water there, third shot in front of the water, chunked it into the water, dropped it, chunked it into the water. Oh, no, the speed, not the walked, speed. <laughs> walked over to these six fans that were sitting up, standing on the rope there watching. And I shook each of one of their hands. And I said, I'd like to apologize for what you just had to see right there. <laughs> That's not who I am. I'm saddened by it and everything. I'm saddened by it. It's uh, 17 water, 18. Uh, best shot of my life. Best shot of the tournament, they're saying. People oh, they posted that on. They put golf. We posted that on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah. One. Go watch yeah. the reel on Instagram. My uh, Electric. First, my tee shot went right into like these bushes I didn't even know existed. It was like right of the rough. I chopped it out there back to you the put it at an 18. You found a bush, found a bush and 18 there like, near the concession stand over there. Yeah. There's like the rough is on the right. And yeah. There's like, <laughs> like six or seven bushes right there, but I had, yep. it, I had room in between the bushes to hit out. So I hit out, put it in the middle of the fairway. I think I hit eight iron in and a nice little fade, but I just kept fading and fading and fading. And I hear coke rack. I think he goes like rocks, come on rocks. And it hits the rocks, and for a second, we're like, is it going in the water? And it goes on to the green, and the place goes crazy. All these, like, random fans are watching it. Of course, I'm walking up to the green. I'm like, did you guys just see what happened? Off the rocks, <laughs> out of the green. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> and I two-putt there for uh, for a bogey on 18. So it what was a great. day. What yeah, a people day. are like, how'd you play? I'm like, they're like, what was your score? I'm like, score doesn't really matter. Like, It was more of like an experience of, like, I had some really good, awesome holes, I had a couple of bad holes, but like it was an amazing experience just to walk inside the ropes. And like once you get comfortable in it, once like your first like hole or two are over, you're like, okay. Like there was one time where you're walking from one T box to another and you have to cross the street. And you're crossing the street and cops are stopping traffic for you, and fans are just sitting on the other side of the ropes looking at you, like, who the hell is this guy? And you're just strolling, you have no bag, you got a caddy, so you're just strolling around inside the ropes. Course is immaculate. You're like, this is the greatest day. You know how many times I looked at some of my group? I go, How fun is this? <laughs> this is so right. fun. Andy, it's three hours after we recorded that story about your pro-am. Yeah. The whole state of Massachusetts lost Wi-Fi. We've had a cu tough cu cu couple of weeks there. It hasn't been, been good. couple of weeks there. They say podcasting life is only for the strong. and Thankfully, we're strong because we're fighting through technical difficulties. We're fighting through a power outage through all of northeastern Massachusetts. It's not good. So... We don't quit. We don't say, hey, we'll see you guys next week. We get back on our microphones and we're ready to talk about golf. Yeah. So if you're listening and very confused about that transition, Andy went through his entire program and then now it's uh, after three o'clock in the afternoon and we're three hours late. But can I just give one more gift to the public out there? A life hack for, for uh, pro-ams. And I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I'm going to say it anyways. The best way to go to a, to sneak into a pro am is something I did last Wednesday at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You show up at a uh, at a pro am with just golf clubs over your shoulders like I did. I walked right through without any security ever stopping me. I walked right to the driving range. And I started hitting balls, and the lady next to me was hitting balls. And I saw she had a caddy and like she had like her name out. And I'm like, are we supposed to register anywhere? And she goes, you haven't registered. She goes, how did you get in here? And I go, I just walked through with golf clubs. You got all the way to the range with n no one stopping you? Not one person. It's like that TikTok thing that's been going around where if you if you bring up, uh, carry a ladder, you can go in anywhere. Have you seen that one? I did. 
first of all, that's hilarious and genius. I, <laughs> I works if like if I worked at like a store and somebody walked in ladder on shoulder, no mm-hmm. questions. You're doing something. I ain't stopping nothing. No. So I walked in, you know, golf tire, clubs over the shoulders, walking through. Good morning, guys. Good morning, security. Yeah, welcome in. Yeah, all right. No, I like I'm like, I'm gonna do this every like I might go down. I don't know if they have a pro am for the players, but I could go down there and just walk right in and start hitting balls on the range. That's unbelievable. That's great. If you do that and you get arrested, I didn't tell you to do it. This is no. yeah, this is not no. on me. We're not liable for anything. And then I went and got registered and I got everything taken care of. And uh, it was great. What a ride. Um, the Arnold Palmer in general. What'd you think about the week? What'd you think about Bay Hill? I do actually have a question for you about Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. What do you think, or how do you, what's your opinion on how it played? Because obviously it was incredibly hard and the weather mm-hmm. did have a little bit to do with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what over the weekend, because obviously you watched all of it, what did you think about the way the golf course actually played, taking away wind? Man. It's like, are you team Rory here or are you team Rom? Like where Rory had, it was critical of it and Rom said it was fine. Um, I think you can, I think that Rory, I think both guys are right. I think they should, they, they can make it easier. Like why does it have to, why does all these courses want to make their golf course the hardest golf course in the world? It's not even enjoyable. First of all, it's not enjoyable for them to play. And it's also not enjoyable really like TV. No. It's like the ball is going to roll through the green. It's going to go in the rough. They're going to chip up. They're going to miss a four footer, miss a four footer, make a two footer. And it's like, I don't know. Just take, there's, there's, there's better ways, more creative ways to make golf hard. And like that course is so beautiful. It's such like a perfect, like they can trim down, they don't even have rough everywhere. They can have runoffs on the greens. They can make it so you're chipping off a tight light coming back up. That's just as hard, if not harder than hanging on some of that rough. You know, I just think there's, everyone just gets so like, we got to have rough high everywhere. It's going really hard. And yeah, it makes it hard but there's just, there's more creative ways to do it. Yeah. And it, it was very funny. Cause I was watching uh live from, which I love live from season on golf channel. That's the best uh, 12 hours of just there staring at the course, but mm-hmm. Rory's press conference was today. And yep. somebody asked him about uh, how we thought like the social media, like reacted to his reaction of the Arnold Palmer. If he was like whining about it and he was like, Oh, I was definitely whining about it but yeah. I still think the same way. I was definitely whining. Yeah. And I think he's right. Cause like you take number six, for example, he carries it three forty. It hits the very front of the fairway. Cause he barely got it over the water and it doesn't mm-hmm. stay in the fairway. No, it goes right to the rough. Right. So the, the golf course was also was punishing terrible shots as any good golf course should. But yeah. you can also say that even good golf shots to really good golf shots weren't being rewarded the way they should be rewarded. So right. that's a, a little bit unfair. But like you said uh, about the Monoff areas, they're, at Bay Hill, those areas surrounding the green are usually runoff areas to mm-hmm. tight lies. But for some reason this year, they grew everything up around the greens to make it tall rough. And not to keep mentioning Rory, but before the week, he said he didn't agree with that course setup either because he thinks, and I think, and I think a lot of people agree, that chipping out of thick rough doesn't, really show who great who's great at yeah. shipping. It's just a bunker shot for those guys, basically. Right. Right. Like shot. me and you can me and you can maybe not you, but can ship out of like a really thick lie in the rough. This is rude. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But but like a tight lie around the green where you have to stop it near the hole with check, me and you are mm. running it into the water. But yeah. we can splash out a thick rough. So I don't know. I love Bay Hill. I don't love how it was set up this week because I like the to- uh, the tightly mown areas around the greens. I think that's way more entertaining because I love the guys that can't do it. So it just comes back to their feet. Shout out Victor Hovland. He can't do that. Um, but I don't know. And I thought it, I thought it was a good tournament, but I think both players have valid opinions. Like Rom's like, oh, I love the challenge, but you can also think that it was even, a little bit on the unfair side. To an even even bigger point, like. I'm interested to see like how much damage this year's tournament did to future tournaments there. Meaning like a lot of guys are going to, you know, JT and Spieth weren't there this week, uh, this past week. The players is coming up this week. Rory had that weekend. A lot of guys watched that on TV and were like, why would I ever want to go to that? You know, especially before the players get your butt kicked. Think about the poor bastards that played the Honda, then played Arnold Palmer. And now we're playing, (laughs) they're going to play the uh, players and the rain conditions they're going to have. Like that's three weeks of just like really hard golf. And, 
you know, no woe is me here. Like these are professional golfers, but if you want to keep the Arnold Palmer invitational, like elite and fun, like you got to just cool it with a golf course a little bit. And the thing about the Florida is if you're obviously the schedule is going to stay pretty much the same. Now Florida has that wind every March. It's the mm-hmm. same exact thing. So yeah. you can, you need to kind of set the golf course up knowing that you just can't make it impossible. And then also like, man, it's going to be so sick when it blows 20 out here. The guys are going to not going to be able to break 80. It's like, that's not fun. And like, but you, that's I, it. All that said, Scotty Scheffler had two of the greatest pars I've ever seen in my life. Oh, a hundred percent credit to like, him. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no, he, he was incredible. Big ball. Scotty Scheffler was incredible. The way that he was making pars down the stretch on Sunday. But mm-hmm. I just, I agree with you. Like after watching that, especially when you think about it, what's more beneficial to your golf game, right? Getting beat the crap out of of Bay Hill six days before the player starts or just like staying home at the range and dialing everything in. Yeah, if I'm a pro, if I'm an elite pro, I'm playing what? What's the last one? Riviera in L.A. And then um, yeah, and then taking two weeks off and just going to, you know, get ready for TPC. And then he got, you know, a couple tournaments and he got uh, the Masters. So like. If I'm Rory, any of those guys, I don't know why I'd even play in the Honda or the API. And it's a shame because it's Arnold Palmer's thing and it's great. And like I think if Arnold Palmer is still alive, rest his soul, like they would he would be like, Hey man, let's let's ease up and make this more of a an enjoyable week for everybody instead of this US open stuff. Right. Like I get why people don't play the Honda. That golf course sucks. Bay yeah. Hill is Bay Hill's sick. It's yeah, Bay Hill's it, great. You it's just gotta set it perfect. up a little bit easier. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what's the big dude? Who cares if the if the winning score is 14 under? You know, if it's enjoyable, like fun golf to watch, it's fun golf to play. It's tricky golf to play. Like, it's just, I don't know. It rubs I, think, the wrong way. I think to me, like a normal PGA Tour event, obviously like the 25 under winners are like fun once in every while. I hate that kind of golf. Like you can birdie every hole. I think that's BS. But remember, yeah, remember Maui this year with uh, Rahm and Cam. Yeah, like that's, that's oh, ridiculous. That's That was ridiculously good, but that's mm-hmm. the only time I want to see it. Just make it mm-hmm. absolute birdie fest, whatever. Yeah. If it turns into that, whatever. But also, like, seeing a five-under winner every week on the PGA Tour would be the most boring shit of yeah. all time. Just making a yeah. bunch of bogeys and they can't make birdies at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, my it's sweet fair. spot is, like, winner from, like, like eight to, like, 13 is, I think, is, like, the sweet spot. Because there's going to be a lot of birdies, but there's also going to be a lot of bogeys. Mm. There's so many shots that would, like, you know, how many, like, Rory on Sunday had so many, like, six-footers for bogey. And, you know, like they'd be a lot of guys are driving par putts past from four feet. Like that's not, that's just Rory three putted from four feet on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, three putted from four feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy, but I don't know. It was fun. I mean, I love Bay Hill, but I I don't agree with, I don't know why they like long rough. Isn't always the answer and it's not as fun. I don't don't know. And we had to sit through NBC again. NBC is just unbelievably bad at at golf. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's crazy. Mazinger is unwatchable. He, he makes Nick Faldo seem like he's the biggest player. idiot on TV. At the beginning of on the beginning of coverage on Sunday, he literally said, "I think whoever has the lowest score at the end of the day today is going to bring home the trophy." It's like, are you kidding me? Are you? That's what you have to bring to the table. The guy who scores going to win. Idiot. How do we have Faldo and Azinger as our two as our two lead analysts in golf? Like, what did we do to, to, to deserve this? It's, un- it's, it's honestly unbelievable. And then NBC had uh, what was her name? Karen Tappen. She was uh, the hockey. She was a hockey host for NBC. They lost the NHL, so now she's doing um, she's doing post round question and like. I'm like, holy man, holy crap. Like Amanda Balionis is so good at this week after week. We don't even think about it. She's so good at asking the questions and she's a golfer knows it. Tap in on Sunday when she interviewed Scheffler. Did you see her interview with Scheffler? Mm -mm. Her first question. This is your second win on tour. Where, where does this rank in your, in your wins? And he was like, Oh, I just played great. Happy to win. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? And then she goes, uh, she goes, it was really, she goes, it was really hard the past couple of days. Like how hard was this match for you the past couple of days? Oh, how hard was this match the past couple of days? I'm like, okay. And then Sheffler's family comes in, he hugs his wife. There's a, there's a, there's a delay. She's sitting there waiting for So he kind of, he finally comes back to her and she goes, you're now number one in the FedEx cup standings. What does that feel like? Number one in the FedEx cup standings in March, who gives a shit? And like, there's absolutely like, no sense for the moment. 
and like I get it, like I and like Jeff Shackelford, a lot of people on Twitter after brought it up, and I don't mean to shit on her because she's you know it, it seems like it's a new sport for her. If it's a new sport for anybody, if you threw me into something I don't cover all the time, I would fuck yeah, up too. But it's on. It's well, I'm not mad at her at all. Like I'm mad at like NBC and these companies that just put these people in. It's disrespectful to the person who has to do that job. It's disrespectful to the people who have to watch it. Like we're golf fans. I want to hear from Scotty Scheffler after his win, and I get three just nonsense questions that don't mean anything. Yeah, I don't know how you don't put a person in a better position to be better there. Like, get, how do you, get somebody how do you, involved with golf. It's not that hard to hire people. And apparently this is this, I think the players is on CBS this weekend. No, NBC. Oh, is it NBC? Yeah. It's just like, God, when does that, when CBS come back? That's Which that's I don't amazing. even want any of them. No, but CBS is better as a whole. They've got oh, a hundred, a hundred percent better than NBC. Faldo is just who he is, but it seems like an NBC two Azinger. Like, there's times where he, I feel like he doesn't talk a lot because they like get Justin Leonard, they get notable. Like, I feel like they all know, like, this guy's just going to say the same goddamn cliches over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And pr- pressure is a lot of pressure here. A lot of pressure, pressure. And like, I don't mean to go off on that, but geez, NBC is just terrible. Yeah, but Scotty's a stud. He's stud. He's unbelievable. And yeah. you hate to do the whole cliche, like did his win in Phoenix, like open the floodgates, but like 14 days later, he won again. What about Gary Woodland? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he had an eagle on 16. And then what Dude, would playing a two playing a two hole stretch at even without making a bogey and a birdie is fire. Eagle at 16 to take a, take a one stroke lead. Then he doubles 17. Bogey's 18. Like, wow. I don't think a lot of that had to do with the the conditions of the course for him because, you know, he hit a bad shot into the sand on the 17th and a couple putts and then 18. I forget what he did on 18, but it was just like he had won. I thought like that fat last like hour of golf was fantastic. Like just drama wise, Uh, course wise was all messed up, but drama wise was like, all right, let's watch all these guys figure out who the hell is going to win this goddamn thing. Was that the first time he was like really in the mix since Pebble? Yes. I think so. He just like disappeared. I mean, he played. He had some injuries and stuff. He played like. a, yeah, he played pretty well at the Honda, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, his name just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I watched him on uh, Woodland Week. I showed up to the course on Thursday, and I, I talked to somebody, and I was like watching the ninth green, and he uh, Woodland was there. He had a bad chip up. He had like five. He left himself like five or six feet, and he took like seven minutes on that putt. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been doing golf event in a long time. These guys can get really slow. Oh ball. my god, they take forever. <laughs> oh my god. But the ballsiest shot of the week, and uh, tell me if I'm wrong about this, Scotty Scheffler on 18, 69 feet. He needs to two putt. He puts it to like three inches. Like what a ballsy putt that was. Unbelievable. Especially on greens that people were three and four jacking all day. <laughs> it was like the biggest no doubter two putt with everything on the line. With all, Yeah, like you said, the greens is running away. That putt right to left, it can go downhill. And I'm like, man, he could definitely three putt this. I'm like, oh, no, he can't. Nope, that's a tap in. That's his championship. Yeah, he's gonna. He's a problem, dude. He's yeah. an absolute problem. And he's so much fun to watch because he's he's got such a corky swing that after he hits it, you have no idea where it went. Yeah, he reacts either like low left or high right, and his ankle slips from yeah. his body. It's, it's amazing. I think he just missed a putt on seventeen on Sunday, and like he and his caddy were like giggling about something. Like I think his ball hit a spot or something. He's like, "Let's see that over there." They're like I'm like, this guy is. So, like, he's just a psychopath. Yeah, he's a psycho. Seventy first hole. Getting um, uh, Teddy on the bag has obviously been gigantic. Yeah, I didn't realize that until Sunday. I was like, oh, that's, that's Bubba's old guy. Yeah, that's obviously been huge, which mm-hmm. is great. But yeah, Scotty's a stud. Um, I <laughs> I almost tweeted at you, but I was um, I was I had a few beverages on Sunday, so I did. I wasn't tweeting. The Lord's Day. Uh, yes. Uh, another runner-up for your boy. Who'd you have? Hovland? Yeah. Man, you're on fire. Kind of. You did well. You, 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 all your names are in the top 20s there. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Rory kind of effed me with back-to-back 76s to drop out of the top 10, but mm-hmm. uh, Willie Z, for some reason, forgot how to play golf on. That's right. He had a horrible Sunday. Was that Sunday? I yeah, he was like so. eight over through ten or something yeah. ridiculous, or like nine over through ten or something. We we talked about Hovland a lot, and we're going to talk about him a lot in the future. But he is like, he's like this happy-go-lucky, I'll cut your throat kind of player. I love mm-hmm. him. He's like, he's gonna be, he's so fun to watch. He's like, oh, let me just see what I do here, and it's just like, he's just a gangster out there. I'm really not 
excited to face him every other year in the Ryder Cup. No. He's going to murder us every single year. Mm-hmm. The Europeans always have that like one guy that when you go up against them, they kill us every single year. I think it's Victor's going to be that guy. Yeah. I was at a dinner Wednesday night that he was at, that he spoke at. And he was just like the nicest, like he looked like a little kid. He's just like, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. It's fun. You know, great. It's good. It's good. And he just like goes out there. It's like, <laughs> and I, I interviewed, uh, did it, I talked to Max Homa. We couldn't record it, but I talked to him that night too, like a one-on-one. And Max Homa is like the sweetest, nicest guy I've ever talked to in my entire life. He's the best. Mm-hmm. He's, He's so best. good. Yeah. And, and he, he, got had a good, he had a good week too. Yeah. He got me a top 20, about 192,000 points. I think it was. Um, oh, is that who you ended up picking for your survival thing last week? Was yeah, that- it was either him or Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpatrick, I think, finished like two strokes better. But, uh, you know, top 20, get your 197,000, stay on that train. We've a couple of uh, made cuts in a row. And uh, I've got a really good pick for this week, I think. So, yeah, Max is playing really good golf. He's got four finishes of 17th or better in his last five starts. Yeah. He's striking the shit out of the ball, too. Yeah, his hole in one where he bought everyone drinks and. Uh, just, oh, just, a, yeah. just a fun guy. Yeah. He just seems like a good guy. Uh, anything I else got, on, on a Palmer that you want to talk about? I got to talk to Max, like right after or a couple hours after Tiger sent that whoops tweet about, uh, Phil. And I was like, Max, what'd you think of Tiger's tweet? He's like, Oh, all time, all time. <laughs> that is an all, that was an all time tweet. I mean, if, if Tiger put Phil in a body bag his entire career. Just, an yeah. Hour. Just an hour yeah. another one. we need more Tiger being like, I don't know if that's a, it's probably a social media person, but I would like to imagine that it's Tiger doing that. We need more of that because Tiger's Twitter feed all before that was all just like the most PR generic thing in the world. I like to uh, think that was Tiger. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't. Sure. Yeah. And also Tom Brady is also doing all these videos by himself, you know, posting sure. everything on his own. So these athletes are just, they can do it all. Unbelievable on Twitter. Yeah. Got anything else from the uh, API before we move into the uh, fifth major? trying to think do i have anything else i'm trying to think what what happened my day on saturday was pretty oh, yeah, it, was... Uh, it was awesome the weather was fantastic had a few uh, arnold palmer spikes with nice spikes or whatever those are that's good those are good uh nothing crazy happened though like last year we were i was standing like 10 feet away 10 feet away excuse me from the pin when jordan spieth made his ace on two so that oh, was like nice. the highlight of the day but on uh, on Saturday, we didn't really see anything too incredible just because I yeah. knew the golf course was playing impossible. Yeah, but just for me, it was just incredible like to watch all the holes I just played a couple of days ago. And right? I'm just so glad my two chunk divots on 16 didn't show up on TV on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. They landed when you <laughs> I took a lot of earth out of that ground. Yeah. Yeah. What a week. I love Bay Hill. It's always one of my favorite tournaments. Hopefully, they uh, get the course back next year and a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. The players. The players. What do you? What's your, what are your initial thoughts about the players? TPC Sawgrass, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm excited because I, as I said earlier, it was my first TPC Sawgrass in Jacksonville. This town gets very excited about the golf tournament. Uh, everything's already busy here this week. Restaurants are packed, bars are packed, people are ready to party. Uh, all my friends say it's this gigantic party there, uh, which I can't wait to go experience. But it's supposed to rain Thursday, Friday. Saturday. And it's supposed to be a high of like 52 on Sunday, which here in Jacksonville, if there's 52. If there's, there's probably going to be some, some wind out there. It's going to be like wintry conditions. So I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm going, I got a suite behind 17. That also looks out at 18 T on Friday. And it's supposed to be 95% chance of rain. So God, hopefully kind of it's just problem. not thunderstorms. I've seen mixes of this. It's just going to be rain. And then in yeah. lightning. Yeah. So, but I can't wait. I think, uh, I love this course. I, I can't wait to play it at some point, hopefully soon. Um, I think I read Steve DeMeglio wrote a piece today on golf week about how 18, even the more scary hole than 17. Uh, he talked to a bunch of guys there who said that, and like it's got as many balls in the water as 17 has over the years. And if you ever stand, have you ever been to Sawgrass? Mm-mm. That tee shot, when you, I've never played it, but I've stood out there. That tee shot on 18 was that all that water left. And like, when you see it on TV, every time I see it, I'm like, how do they just not snap hook it left? And then you got the, you know, if you bail out and you go into those trees and right, it's basically a five. Um, of course, JT did the, the ballsiest thing ever last year with that, like, hooded five wood. I can't wait to see if he does that again this year. But I think 16, 17, and 18 are just just tremendous theater on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, I think 18 is my favorite hole at that. Uh, 
I like 16 too. 16 sweet. 16 sick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like 17, the whole 17. I mean, 17 is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to me, it's just like another hole at this point. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking forward to sitting behind it and just seeing that experience, what it's like, like that, like that area is. And it's amazing when you're seeing it in person, how short of a shot. It's only like 140. Yeah. That's the thing. I've never seen it in person. I'm sure if I saw it in person, I would be like, nah, this is sick, but I've only seen it on TV. So it's only- And there's that, that one Island with the tree in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Where Brandon Todd shank. Yeah. And we stand on the tee box. You're like, how is that? That's not even play for me. Like, how is that in play? His reaction to it was so classic. When he just laughed as soon as he hit it. He's like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> that's all you can do. There's no way that should ever be. Uh, that should, that should be shot. And the shot that I, I'm scared about is not the 17th tee shot. I would be scared to put it in the water and then have to hit from the drop zone at 17. Where they put you on the side. It's like a 70-yard shot over water, side green. Uh, it leads to some fun things. Yeah, then that's terrifying. I'm not. Yeah, well, yeah. 70 70 yard over water got to stop it on that green no thank you i'm okay <laughs> and all those people watching like all right riley you just put it in the water now what are you gonna do with this uh, little drop shot like, oh, Jesus Christ. so i some guys don't even use the drop zone some guys just hit the hit the uh hit the tee shot tee shot. yeah which makes more sense i guess yeah the golf course everybody knows tpc sawgrass the stadium course par 72 7256 yards bermuda greens the weather like andy said is terrible tuesday Today, 77 p.m. thunderstorms, 67% chance of rain. Wednesday, 80 degrees p.m. thunderstorms, 46% chance of rain. Thursday, thunderstorms. Friday, rain, 91%. Saturday, rain, 91%. And then Sunday is just a nice brisk, 53 degrees, mostly sunny, 1% chance of rain, blowing 15. Blowing 15. Wow. So that's going to be – it's going to feel like it's like 43 out there. Yeah, so I don't – I – couldn't even guess what the winning score is going to be this week. No, I was thinking about that too. Like today, looking through some pick stuff, I'm like, how do you judge? Because there's probably good. I don't think. I don't think the tournament is going to end on Sunday. I think. I think Thursday and Friday are going to be very long days of delays. Um, I hope not. I hope they just play through it. But it's 95 percent chance of rain, and the rain down here when it rains, it's not like a light spritz. No, it's gross. It's yeah, it's a deluge. So I'm hoping it's not like that. Um, but man, it's just a bummer when you look forward to like this first huge tournament. Like here we go, and you look at the weather. You're like, oh come on, like Masters week. I always check the weather like ten days out in advance. I'm like, come on, Augusta, please be nice weather. Please be nice weather. And it's same for this one because this course and this field is so good. I just I'll be bummed out if the weather just really takes takes advantage of it. Yeah, what was it 2019 that the Masters was delayed like five hours because it was raining all morning? That was the worst. Yeah, the 2019. Yeah. 2019 is your Tiger one. I forget they, they if it was off, 2019 it rain. They teed off early on that Sunday with Tiger. Yeah, uh, no, I'm talking about Thursday. You're like all geared up for the first day of the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wake I up and you're like, no one's teed off yet. And you're like, what? Why not? Like, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, so and hopefully that, that doesn't happen. Everything back, like Friday's second round, like ends on Saturday morning. It's just, I want it to be a natural four-day tournament, so... Yeah, it's beautiful out here right now. It's beautiful right here. We'll see what happens. All I know is that golf course is usually like it. That golf course doesn't dry out. They water the hell out of that thing to make it green. So if it's going to rain Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that place is going to be soaked. Yeah. Um. So, well, I don't know. We'll see. Driving accuracy is a lot more important this week. The rough, I guess Patrick Hanley said earlier today, is the longest he's seen it since he's playing in the Players' Championship. Hmm. So another week of long rough, which Damn. I don't I don't understand how long rough is ever, like, entertaining. But no. whatever. Uh, key stats for the week. Strokes and approach is huge. This place is just built for iron players. You look at the last couple winners. I mean, JT, Rory, Webb Simpson won a couple years ago. All really good iron players. Uh, data golf info. Course fit number one is Sedgefield Country Club, home of the Wyndham. Number two, TBC Twin Cities, home of the 3M. Uh, trending, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, first, seventh, first. Damn. That's pretty good. Uh, JT, defending champ, T20, T8, sixth in his last three starts. And then mm-hmm. Patrick Cantlay, T4, second, T33 in his last three. Interesting. Percent chance to win. Data Golf likes John Rahm at 6.3%, Patrick Cantlay at 4.3%, and JT at 4.1%. Mm-hmm. There you go. Betting odds, shout out Tipico. Shout out Tipico. John Rom, betting favorite, 1,200. 
JT, 1300. Kyle Morikawa is at 15. Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler, and Victor Hovland are all at plus 2,000. Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama, and Cam Smith are at plus 3,000. Last week's card, uh, we were up 0.4 units on position play. So not a great week, but winning. So we'll take that. Uh, missed Will Zalatoris, top 20. Missed Roy McIlroy, top 10 by like two shots, which sucked. Yeah. Back-to-back yeah. 76s, shout-out Roy McIlroy. Mark Leishman, top Australian. It was Adam Scott. and But we hit uh, Matty Fitz and Max for top 20s. And then we had another runner-up outright. Love to see yeah. that. Fire. So, so who you got? I got a bunch of names I'm going to throw at you. I think I have um, four that are already definitely going on the card, three maybe going on the card. Well, one. is I didn't do notes on Roy McIlroy, but he will be on the card just for a Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to pel- I'm, I wasn't going to talk about him a lot this week, but he is going to be on the card eventually. And then I have a couple uh, sleepers for you. All right. I got a sleeper right off the bat who I'm picking for my uh, my one and done uh, league to win. Well, uh, to make the cup, but also to win. Is he a decently big name? Yeah. Yeah. He's from Spain. Are you, you're picking Ron this week or are you picking Sergio? John Ron. John, John Ron. Ron. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me, can I talk to you about my thought process here, picking a favorite in this kind of thing? So yep. my yep. league is one to one. Because it's a done. gigantic event. The winner gets $3.6 million. Mm-hmm. That blows every other event out of the water. Like majors. I think, I think everybody million. is it everybody in the top 25 is six figures or more. Or yeah. So in these season long things, you need to, I feel like you need to strike, you need to strike in these big things. And so uh, I picked Rory here last year and he missed the cup by 10 strokes that crushed my season. So John Rom, he's the favorite. <laughs> I, the I think yeah, John Rom's last two times here, he was T12, T9. And you know, he's been unbelievable this year. Six for six cuts. Uh, again, I don't need to create a case for the number one player in the world, but um, I think he's going to get lost a little bit in the shuffle with Morikawa and a bunch of JTs and, you know, the Cantleys of the world. I'm just, this is the one of those weeks where I'm going to take chalk and go like, let's go chalk. Let's just have fun. I agree. Especially when you can probably, probably put him on the list for like, he's probably going to be auto top 10, top 15. Yeah. God, why are we doing this? We're jinxing him. No. <laughs> so, no. like, it's like a decent amount of money. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Whoever in your league, whoever gets the winner right, is gonna be. Yeah, it's huge. Big. So, like, yeah, that's you. Gotta go. You gotta go big. I feel like, but a friend of mine went uh, didn't go big. He's trying to go against the field, and I don't know. It just seems that seems too risky for me. I want to get as much points as I can this week and get out of here. So, John Rom, we ride. I mean, it's the same thing as like, why would you? Why would you take like? a flyer out of major. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. My other like, league, I have two, I'm in two leagues. My other league, you pick two for the, the players. So I have Rom and I got to figure out my, I got to figure out my second pick. I think I'll go maybe a little lower tier. I like a guy named Adam Scott, maybe for that second pick. Ah, he was one of my sleepers later on in the show, actually. Ooh-wee! So there you go. Uh, He's playing my, really well. Won here before, you know. He did. He did. Forward. He did win here 17 years ago. Mm, what, is the math? Alive, then? what is the math on? What's the math on that? Mm. 2004 champ i think um five you okay yeah i'm okay. okay uh first na- first name that i have and i'm gonna tell a little story time real quick oh last year at the players i saw an absolute superstar fall outside of plus 2000 in betting odds i believe it was plus 2200 one of the best players in the world i'm like why is that man that low on the betting odds sheet let me bet all my money on him that man was Justin Thomas. JT. You know who has fallen down the odds list, even though top 20 in his last start, known for playing well in bigger events. He's missed mm-hmm. a couple cuts recently, but the courses that he missed cuts at don't play like Sawgrass at all. Mm-hmm. JT. No. Oh. Let me, $100 could win you $4,000 on this man. $100 could win you $4,000. Man, who? Brooks Kapka. Oh yeah, I was looking at that name earlier. He, he lives for these big these big courses. This, and this is what moments. he does. He's a major, basically. Like call this it is a major. What he, does. Mm-hmm. He, he had a top twenty at the Honda in tough conditions at a tough golf course, aka what they're going to be doing this week. Uh, yep. Last year he missed the players. He didn't play great in, so he's only played in this tournament once in March, 
and that was in 2019. He made the cut, but like nothing crazy. I think he was like T56 or something. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, he tied for 11th. In 2017, he tied for 16th. But again, I don't know how much you want to count that just because that's in May and the cor- mm-hmm. the course plays way different in March than it does in May. Yeah. But when you can get Brooks Kepka, a four-time major winner with a recent top 20 at plus 4,000. Is that 4,000? Plus yeah. 190 for a top 20. Damn. I think that's crazy talk. Yeah, I think that's good. So I think I'll think I'll be taking Brooks Kepka somewhere on the card this week. Yeah, I probably agree. multiple places. Man, even if he doesn't win, I would feel like an idiot not taking Brooks Kepka at plus four thousand. Yeah, it's, it feels like a gift. Twenty five dollar bet wins a grand if he wins. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out Brooks. Yeah, coming in hot. What else do you like? Um, I got a couple. I just got a couple grinders next mm-hmm. that I think could have really good weeks. Um, Cameron Smith in the wind. I think Cam Smith could be awesome. He's a grinder. That's kind of what you have to think about this week. Is like, can you picture a, like picture the guy fighting through wind and cold and rain to win the golf tournament? Some guys just don't yeah. have it. That. Um, uh, <laughs> Shout out, shout out Rory. He doesn't use yeah. hand to play great in those situations. No. <laughs> uh, JT kind of has like a little bit of like a bitchy side to him a little bit when the when it's like mm-hmm. rainy and windy and shit. Uh, but like when you think about like Shane Lowry, he wants he lives in that stuff. I think Cameron Smith does the same thing. Cameron Smith too lives 10 minutes away from Sawgrass. He, major home game for Cameron major Smith. Major home game for him. Yeah, major home game. And a lot of people love to say that you you have to learn how to play Sawgrass over the years. Like it took Rory, what, 12 appearances to get his win. I think JT played it probably mm-hmm. five, six, seven times before he won. Smith missed the cut in his first two appearances. Those were both in May. Uh, he tied for 56th in 2019. And then last year he was actually T17. So he's working his way. I like mm-hmm. Cameron Smith. He's been playing pretty good golf so far this year. I know his finish at the Genesis wasn't great. Uh, he just had a tough, I think it was Saturday. He didn't play good. So it made his finish look worse than it actually was. But Cam mm-hmm. Smith, he's plus 170 for a top 20 finish, which I think is a lot of value for that guy. Yeah, plus 350 for top 10 too. Yeah. So I like Cam Smith. I also like Fitzy. I thought we keep talking about Fitzy and he's not winning yet. Uh, but in three starts in 2022 on the PGA Tour, he's tied for sixth at Pebble, tied for 10th in Phoenix, and tied for ninth at the Arnold Palmer. Yeah. So, and he was T9 at the players last season. So, shout out, shout out Fitzy. He just likes to grind. He'd, he'd rather play a hard golf course in tough conditions than like Matthew Fitzpatrick is never going to win a tournament that the winning score is like 25 under par. Yeah. He's going to win when it's like six. Who else you got? I, I like guy I like to call uh, Jason Kokrak. Recency yeah. biased here, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's plus 350 for a uh for a top 20 he's uh, plus 350 for a top 20 yeah he snuck around last week he made the cut just below the number i think he was on the number and then he got i think he made the cut by two and then he got uh over the weekend he finished t26 like he moved up over the weekend while a lot of people were moving back damn um, and uh i was walking with him and i was like did you i'm like did you win twice last year and it was like i've actually won four times in the last like pretty much calendar year. I'm like, he won Houston. He won uh, colonial. He won um, somewhere else. And then he won with nah. I'm like, yeah. that's like four wins. I'm like, holy crap. Like, how are you not a rider cover? You know, all yeah, those didn't wins. you win that? Didn't you win the CJ cup a couple years ago? Yeah. He won. Yeah. Last year he won the CJ cup. Oh, last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so he won that. Like he's beaten big fields. Um, I was amazed. Like I, that really took me back. Like I went back and looked from 2020, like in December, 2020, he's won four times. Um, so a top twenty for plus three fifty on the on the rack. He finished so, ninth. He finished ninth here last year. On the first tee too, the other day I go ahead. I need to I need to thank you. I, I had you and Na winning um, that event last year. He was like, Oh yeah, Na went on a run, didn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot that you said that. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so I like Coke Rack plus three fifty. Shout out Coke Rack. Um I need to send a quick message. But the one guy uh that I think is, I don't know, it wouldn't have been a whole different story if he ended up winning in Palm Beach Gardens a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. DB. Daniel Berger? Yeah. I yeah. don't think, for some reason, everyone stopped talking about Daniel Berger. 
Yeah, I mean, I he, he, he blew up on the on the Honda, like the PJ National. Like, it's that's going to happen there. But yeah, he's like, I saw some stats like that Sunday before he blew up, showing like what he's done in like the past, you know, however months, and like he's one of the top top dominant players out there. Yeah, he he was played with an injury, I think, at the Farmers Insurance, and I think what he WD from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And he came right back and had an absolute stranglehold on that on that tournament at the Honda. And then Sunday was whatever Sunday was. But I think because of that, how he finished that event, I think not a lot of people are talking about Berger. He finished ninth here last season. Mm-hmm. He's striking the ball phenomenal. Short game yeah. is good. Yeah, I, Berger has a real chance to win this week. Um, he's, he's got awesome. real, he's got real Dustin Johnson feels to me of like, he can shake things off. Like, yeah, I don't think that's, yeah. gonna, I don't think it's going to bother him at all. Plus Plus one fifty for a top 20 Daniel Berger. He'll probably be one of my outright picks too. Yeah. I like that pick. I was looking at, maybe that's one of my second pick there instead of Adam Scott, Adam Scott, you'll get into it with your sleepers, but he's played really well here in the past. He's won in the, he's won in the past. He's been playing well the past, you know, two, two or three months. Uh, he's plus two thirty for a top 20. Adam Scott is plus yeah. two thirty for a top twenty. Damn. Yeah, I think he's gonna be top ten at least. I like Adam Scott. Yeah, like you said, he was one of my sleepers for the week. I, it is tough to call like an ex players champion a sleeper, yeah. but like not a lot of people are gonna be picking Adam Scott this week. Uh, Gooch is another guy that I like. Another one that I think a lot of people are just gonna think about how he played Sunday at Bay Hill and be like, Nah, I'm not mm-hmm. betting on Gooch. But I think he made the turn with a forty three, and I think he shot under par on the back nine. If I'm not mistaken, I might have to look at a scorecard, but I think he he played okay on the back nine, pretty good. Yeah. Um, top a sneaky top five at the players last year. Was he really? He was right in the mix last season at the players. Huh. He tied for seventh last week in Bay Hill, um, or at Bay Hill, excuse me. So I think Taylor Gooch could be a sneaky pick. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't have Typico open right in front of my face. Uh, Gooch is. Holy crap. Where's Taylor Gooch? Oh, I'm just, oh, plus 6,000. I'm just looking at this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be putting like probably a half unit on Will Zalatoris to win. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, plus 5,000? That's crazy. He was just like plus like 1,800 last week. <laughs> You're going to be saying the same thing for the next 16 months with Will Zalatoris. I have to bet on Will Zalatoris. <laughs> I'm too deep in this thing. I saw him in person. Did you see him in person on Saturday? He's, he's got like they said he added 15 pounds of muscle, and I think I see some. Uh, I see some gainage there. I didn't. Think Did so he really? No, yeah. I, w- I wasn't. Um, he might have actually even. Uh, no, not on Saturday. No, I didn't see him in person. You know, we don't talk a lot about it anymore. It's weird. Well, we talked about him in the Ryder Cup, but Dustin Johnson, like coming in. These well, big he, events, just, uh, he just he so just doesn't far. play golf anymore. Yeah, he's just so far down the line of like guys to think about picking. Yep. Yeah. What top twenty at T twenty five at the Farmers missed the mm-hmm. cut at the Genesis, and this is just his what third start of the year twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what he does. I'm really interested to see what Scotty Scheffler does. He's a plus one thirty five for top twenty. Um, Scotty yeah. Scheffler is going to be very interesting. What did did Scotty Scheffler play okay at the uh, Players last year? Let me look. Scheffler. Uh, no, he missed the cut. Uh, another name that we haven't said, although he has missed back-to-back cuts here after finishing second in 2018, Xander. Yeah, what's going on with Xander? I have no idea. I haven't heard Xander Shoffley's name on TV in, in months. No, and I see his name like when I always scroll through odds and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, Xander. Like, he's classic, like, top 10 you know, in the odds. Every, finished- every time he keeps it up, people are like, Xander will play well here. I'm like, does he? He's finished 18th or better in four of his last five starts. It's very quiet too. And he's just well, that's what he does. Everyone's like, Oh, yeah. Xander's gonna come in the top twenty if it's just he just needs to win. At he's never in a final group trading blows, right? He's no, never like ever. He's never and if he top. and if he is, it's he's failing. Like him and Jordan Spieth and Phoenix a couple of years ago when they just had a pillow fight, they both shot like plus two and mm-hmm. Brooks won. Speeth is back this week. I hope I'm, uh, I'm hoping for some good Speeth TV at the, at the at the players. You talk about a grinder that's going to play yeah. anything. That's Speeth, <laughs> and I think Speeth isn't Speeth plus five thousand a win. Yeah, I just might need to bet on a, a twenty guys this week. It would be so fun to watch follow around Speeth and just watch his tee shots on this course. Like it's good. It's a roller coaster. And I know Speeth has just not played. Yeah, he has just not played well here. He's missed the cut three of his last five appearances. Hasn't finished inside the top 40 in the last five uh, players. Mm -hmm. 
Um, eh, he's playing okay golf, I guess. 26 in his last start, runner up, and three starts ago. He's just such a roller coaster. Yeah, I which I love. You. That's what I love about him. Here's a random name. I'm not picking him for anything this week, but Nick Watney. Shut he's still up. he's Nick still Watney. I think he finished. He was at one point in the back nine on last Sunday. He was like in the top ten. And um, the only reason why I bring him up is on Wednesday I saw him at the at the putting green practice green. Yeah. And Nick Watney was grinding over like his four foot drill with his with his coach. And I'm like Nick Watney, I always forget you play still on the tour. Like he had a run there a little bit where he like he's in contention in some events. I think he got a win or something. But I'm like God, this guy is like just looking at like a career guy who's like grinding over practicing his four foot putts. And I'm like, man, is Watney ever going to be like good again? Like, or is he just going to be that guy that always makes the cut, whatever? And then I saw him Sunday. I'm like, go, oh, you go, Nick Watney. Good That's job, practicing this. And they cut to him on one hole. And he misses a four footer and you know hits the edge and rolls eight feet that way. I'm like, oh, Nick Watney. Damn. <laughs> Shout out, Nick Watney. There's so many guys on tour that just you they just go around every week and play. You never fine. see them. They put in all those hours on the range, yeah. all those hours on, and they get like a T68. Like, all right, see you next week in uh, Ohio. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Then yeah. they're probably making good money. Out of all the earnings, you splash a couple top 20s in there, you're probably making close to a million dollars a year, and you never see them. And they're no. living fantastic lives. That's the kind of pro golfer I want to be. Maybe win once or twice, travel around the world, sprinkle in top 20s, top 10s every once in a while, and just live my life. What about Gary Woodland this week? I, can't, I can never get behind Gary Woodland. Yeah, but he played great down the stretch over the weekend. He should have won that tournament. The Eagle on 16 ones we talked about was incredible. And, you know, he's, he's got a U.S. Open under his belt. Um, he can play in these, these conditions. He can hit the ball a mile. He's got a good short game. Uh, I don't know. I think he's one to watch. But 30th at the players in 2019. It's just a, for me, I, I only look at the last two years at the players. I yeah. know that you can have, like, course history before that, but the, it just plays way different in March than it does in May. Yeah. Uh, a couple sleepers I'm looking at. Max is actually one of them. Uh, he missed the cut at the Farmers, but since T14, T10, T17, his last three starts, he missed the cut last year. But again, it takes multiple looks at TPC Sawgrass to really get a look at it. So I'm all right with going Max plus 7,000 a win. Another guy we talked about a couple weeks ago. Just doesn't get the respect. Yeah. Um, those last three finishes are all in very tough courses, too. Yeah, know. all tough courses. He's just. He's just really striking the ball really good right now, which is great. His iron play is fantastic. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, plus 8,000. Hasn't won on the PGA Tour yet. Has three top 20s in his last four worldwide starts, including last week at Bay Hill where he tied for 20th. Missed the cut last year, but in 2019, the first year that it was in March, top five. It's still crazy to me that he hasn't won on the PGA Tour, but he has shown up on big stages before. Um Euro yeah, guy, so the win shouldn't be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, with Fleetwood. And then I got two weird names for you. Let's go. Brian Harmon. What? Brian Harmon. <laughs> Why? Missed the cut at the Honda Class a couple weeks ago. Tied for Love 14th it. at the Waste Management. Third at the American Express. Since the players has moved to March. Mm-hmm. T3, T8. Okay. How the hell did you fucking come up with this? Like, how did Brian Armand come into your life with this? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? You got a girlfriend. You got a life. You know, get outside. See the world. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's plus 10,000 to win. What do you think his pl- top 20 is? Like plus 400, 500, yeah. something ridiculous like that. Probably more than that. Probably more than that. And then um, one of my least favorite people to watch golf so I, he's on my list. I hope to God he doesn't end up there. But I had to. I had to write about him because he. It's kind of you know it stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan Bradley, which hurts us because he's a New England guy. Awesome guy, yeah. Hopkinson. From Vermont. Oh, I thought he was born in Vermont. Maybe he lived in Massachusetts. Whatever. He was born in Vermont, so he's from up here. The travelers mm-hmm. people love him at the tournament up here. But man, it's impossible to watch that guy play golf, and it pisses me off because he stands behind the ball. He t- he twirls his club. If he doesn't hit the amount of twirls, he's got to stand off the ball. He's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stood behind him on 18T last week on Thursday, and he was just fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. God, fiddle, he's fiddle, the worst. Fiddle, I can't fiddle. stand him. Um, but he's quietly having a very good year. Uh, it's this season on tour, I think he's 21st in strokes A&T to green, which that's impressive. Five mm-hmm. events so far in 2022. He's made every cut. 
has three finishes of T26 or better. One of those is a T12. One of them uh, was last week in Orlando, T11. Mm-hmm. And he's also loved the change to March. T29 in 2021 and T16 in 2019. So Keegan Bradley, nice. plus 10,000 a win. Um, just a couple weird names. That cool. Yeah. I like it. Yep. So I think I'm going to go John Rahm. I got to figure out that second pick. I mean, Adam Scott. And the name that we didn't even mention because it seems way too obvious, uh, Colin Morikawa. I think it's pretty. Can't wait to see how he plays at this. Yeah, I don't know because he finished outside the top 40 last year. He did say that he didn't enter the week. Oh, no. No, he was coming into the week on a win, I think, at concession. And then he said nothing clicked. And then on the last day, he shot like 66 or something. Very curious yeah, to see how Kyle Morikawa handles like wind, rain. Because mm-hmm. have, be... have we seen him in that kind of weather? Like I know we won no. the Open, but it was beautiful. Yeah, he won the U.S. Open in San Fran, where they had some, you know, San Francisco weather, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, I like, feel this like week, this week's like going to be Fran. this week's going to be a slugfest with the, with the weather. It's going to be you just got to be gross to get the right weather at the right times. Like that's a part of them getting kind of lucky on draws and whatnot. Like, don't be surprised if this leaderboard is just gross looking. Like, there might be some big names, yeah. but there also might be some guys that just, like, get it in the fairway, get it on the green, and just really, like, if Corey Connors-type players just filled this leaderboard, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it would be awesome if it was Sunday and it was, like, you know, all the big guys, Ron, oh, Morikawa. For sure, that would be sick. There's so That's many young guys now that are awesome. I just can't wait for the first, like, big, like, master or majors leaderboard on Sunday where they're all in it together. Which would be incredible. Yeah. The players. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Come on, weather. Be good to us. I know, for real. The weather does look just just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, I know thir- the groups going off Thursday morning might get a little lucky compared to the Thursday afternoon groupings. But, man, it's going to be good. A lot of people playing really good golf right now, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. like a lot of the best players in the world are playing really good golf. Playing really good. Like the all the young guys, like the Hoflins, the Morikawas, the JTs, like they're all flying into this thing. Yeah, Scheffler's playing good golf. And um, they're obviously. thankfully they're being protected by the PGA Tour. Like they're the PGA Tour is protecting them. Like I wrote today, like I'm glad the Phil's not there. Fuck him. Like all these guys are busting their asses and playing well and doing good things for the tour and they're doing that, you know, it's the best golf in the world. Phil's in the back just trying to like make extra money. And so I wrote about, like, you know, good that Phil's not here. And people are te- emailing me, like, oh, you're canceling. I'm like, no, no one's been canceled. Like, he's just, you know, if you say something, you do something, you're going to face repercussions and you have to deal with it. And he'll come back eventually. But this week, I'm just glad there's no Phil. This is just the new school. Uh, it should be a great players. And I was getting a little sick of Phil leading up to this whole thing. Yeah. Like, his, like, sticks and shit were getting a little bit. Yeah. Like, they were funny. A little funny at first. And then just progressively not funny and then they get annoying and then yeah. now he does something like this and it's like well i don't give an f about, i don't give an f about phil at all I, I, don't, I don't care when, yeah when he was in that like tim rosa fort like uh tribute video and he like did it with the wanamaker next to his head like we fucking get it you won the pga championship yeah this is a video uh commemorating a special person's life it's not about you no it's about them yeah i won the pga we know yeah we get it sean McKeel won the pga you don't see Sean McKeel walking around with a Wanamaker on his head. There's a lot of tournament. There's probably close to, I get it's a major championship. There's close to like, I don't know, five or six events on the PGA Tour schedule that I hold in higher regard than the PGA Championship. This being yeah. one of them. Yes, absolutely. If you've won a players before, that's better than winning a PGA. Mm-hmm. I think. Much more memorable, I think. I think so too. I think yeah. the PGA is easily the easiest one to win. Yeah, so all you people, when you Jimmy know. Walker, when Jimmy Walker has a major championship, uh, don't f- don't, don't talk about the PGA. Yeah. Uh, 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 when Jason Duffner has a major championship, don't talk yeah, about the uh, PGA. Yeah, God, there's That's so many. Keegan, Keegan got his there too, right? Yeah, Keegan Bradley is a major champion. Yeah, God, damn. Jason Day, did he, was, did he get the PGA. Yeah, but I like Jason Day. Straits. Shout out Jason Day. Sorry, an RIP. Is yeah. I think he's of as of right now he's in the field and he's actually he's loved the players. Has he won the players before? Mm. Am I making that up? Mm. He has won yes. the players before. Yes, twenty sixteen. What I like about the players when you go into the um, when you, as a golf nerd when you go into the clubhouse they have a, a wall where they have one, one, the winner each year leaves a club behind 
Love that. And so it's fun to like see which club they pick. Like, you know, I think Tiger has a driver and that old Nike driver in there. And like, you just see the evolution of the clubs. And like, then you're like, wow, that guy gave up his like Santa's up. 56 degree like didn't when you want that <laughs> it's like it's a cool wall it is cool you got anything else before we get out of here i got nothing brother i can't wait hopefully the weather plays gets better than it's supposed to and uh it's a great players championship weekend yeah hopefully we'll actually be able to um watch golf on thursday i'll be there friday so Very if you nice. like to follow me around follow me on instagram Andy Nesbitt on instagram boom uh what's the tournament next? what do we got next week are we the we Valspar? Are we in Valspar. Tampa next week? Okay. We go to the Snake Pit. We go to the snake pit. snake pit. Snake Pit. Man, that yeah. golf course sucks. Speaking of someone that has been there and played it, that golf course. Yeah, I heard it's terrible. Stinks. Like that golf yeah. course stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Tampa. Um, Tampa. I think that's it, though, people. We did it. We fought through it. We did. Uh, th- that that this one hour podcast took us four hours to record. Yeah. So I was like, where did you go? And like the whole, my whole town just uh, lost power. Literally. I walked to three, I walked to three different stores, like coffee shops and stuff, trying to find Wi-Fi. No one had Wi-Fi. You got Wi-Fi in there? No. Oh, come on. I got to do a podcast. I got to record. Yeah. You got a Wi-Fi? You got Wi-Fi? Get out of here. (laughs) April. April. Shout out April, Massachusetts. April, Massachusetts. (laughs) I love it. All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the players championship this week. Uh, Enjoy the golf. Go Rory. And uh, we will talk a little recap next week and a little uh, snake pit next week. Snake pit.